vanished jail cell of a time gone by to haunted halls in ghostly cries. Come one, come all, come finders and seekers. Come hear the creepy side of Nebel. Welcome to the creepy side of Mipa. I'm Dan Kozlowski. Could you believe this is already our eighth episode of the creepy side of Mipa? Joining me this evening in the studio is Stanley Zurich. He will be discussing a part of Pittston Township known as the Suskin area. Suskin might be most known for its creepy tales, also a story known as the Suskin Screamer. Stan might be one of the local experts. He wrote two books about the subject, Suskin Screams and Suskin Screams Louder. Stan, thank you for taking some time out of your schedule and joining us here in the studio this evening. How are you doing? All right, how are you doing? Good. How about a little bit of like the history of the Suskin Screamer? How do you think the legend started? Well, legend goes way back. I'm always a believer with all these little tales and little stories that there's been some little bit of truth somewhere way back when. Mm-hmm. And there's all kinds of different stories, like Suskin Screamer. Now, a lot of people think it went back to the 20s, 30s, where there was a big fire up in Suskin. Mm-hmm. And the watchman in the fire tower seen something coming running out of the woods on its two legs, mm-hmm. screaming. Okay. It came up to the tower and was leaning on it, screaming. He was afraid to come down until he realized it was a bear that got caught in the fire. Oh, okay. And it was burned. That's one of the first things that was recorded about the Suskin Screamer that could actually be, mm-hmm. right? There's also a lot of things in Suskin. They say, okay, maybe it's a fox, right? Maybe it's some other type of animal. There's stories up there that there's a, a ghost lion roaming the woods because the circus train lost a few lions up there years ago, and they say they're still roaming around the woods, roaring and crying. Pretty wild stories. Oh, there's <laughs> uh, never-ending stories of Suskin. But there's also one that I found. I have two books that I wrote, Suskin Screams and Suskin Screams Louder. I'm doing my research on mm-hmm. them. I found a story that goes way back to the Native American times where they had these tales they used to tell the kids, and I guess it was the, or little little kids, to keep themselves in order, right? Right. about the flying head. The flying head, basically what the story was, was this flying head used to sweep into the village gather up all the kids and the women and sweep away and take them back to his lair and eat them. Oh, wow. Right? So that was all up in that area? Mm-hmm. Okay. This is, goes way back now. Like I said Native Americans, right? right? Well, till the, the story continues on that one night the flying head came into the village. Everybody runs but one woman. She stays in her little wigwam tent, hut, whatever you care to call it, mm-hmm. right? She has a fire burning in front of her. She has a back to the opening. She hears this thing coming up behind her. She takes a stick, picks up a hot coal, pretends she's eating it, going, um, um, this is good. This is really good. Drops on, gets another one. Ah, so good. The head comes in, pushes her aside, grabs a whole handful of the hot embers, throws it in its mouth, realizes what it did, and we're not flying away screaming. So that's one of the legends of the story. That's one of the very, very first stories about that. Very interesting. And to think it all has to do around that that little area here in... Northeast Pennsylvania. Well, that's, a, that's what a lot of people think. It's a little area. Suskin Road is 18 miles long. Okay. Right? And there's, it's uh, lower half has some homes, upper half has some homes in the, there. But the middle kinda, sort of bare? Mm-hmm. It's all woods, almost all the way up. So there's all kind of different stories. There's stories of the bride 
these stories of uh, the, the lights, the lady drowning, the, bo- the excuse me, the kid drowning, lady trying to save her, of apparitions, of things coming out of the woods after people, right? Of Bigfoot, lots and lots of Bigfoot stories up there. It's un- unbelievable, some of them. We were getting calls uh, about, ooh, I'd say, up until about a year or two ago. It's been quiet now. Mm-hmm. We're getting a couple of a couple of months saying, I heard something, I seen something, right? And you're wondering, okay, they come up and they say, you know, it was, it was in the woods, it was roaring, it was screaming, I heard it, I seen a big black thing run through the woods on its two feet. And these are people that, you know, are pretty straightforward with me. Right. Yeah. It isn't someone you would expect to make up a story or go out no. and out of their way to make something no, up, no. I would say. No, we have a Facebook uh, site we use, right, called mm-hmm. Paranormal Science. Okay. Like Sunday nights, our 4 o'clock run. And a lot of discussion we have with this, and people call in. Our students, they call in. They have to write. They have to message us in, mm-hmm. right? And uh, they're constantly asking about Suskin Screamer, telling us stories. Now, a few years ago, we were on a brick-and-mortar radio, uh, your neighbor's WILK down the road. Okay. Same title, Paranormal Science. We were on that for about four or five years. And we were talking one night about the Suskin Screamer, and this guy calls up. He says, I know. There was a hunter that apparently seen, before I get into who it was, there was a hunter that apparently seen Bigfoot while he was out in the woods. It scared him so much he went running out of woods. When he ran out of the woods, he went down to the game commission mm-hmm. and reported this thing. They laughed at him. Yeah, of course. Right? They said, <laughs> yep. he said, aren't you going to go up there and look? He said, no, I'm not. They told him, no, we're not. Right? Mm-hmm. Shortly after that, they used to print a little book called... Uh, I can't remember what it was. Pennsylvania Game Commission had this little handout book. It came out every so often, right? Game news. Okay. Right? And uh, they put a little cartoon in there of a guy running through the woods, dragging a six-pack behind him, right, (laughs) with a Bigfoot chasing him. So we put that on the radio. Mm -hmm. This guy calls me up. He says, I'm that guy. He goes, I haven't spoke about this in over 20, 25 years. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. He goes, that's not what happened. He says, I, he says, I haven't told anybody else this story, right? Mm-hmm. Start telling us about it. He's seen this thing. He said it was seven, eight foot tall. It was reaching up into the branches, breaking branches off that high. Then it would scratch around in the ground, and then it'd stand up and look at him. He took off as soon as yeah. he seen this thing. Right? I would, too. I don't blame he him. He went down. He reported it, right? Now, you got to remember, this guy's armed. He's out hunting. Yeah. It was during, I believe, deer season, which okay. was put in November, December time frame, mm-hmm. right? He goes running down the gate commission, goes through all of what I just said. Right now, for whatever reason, the next day he goes back up there. This time, you know, he realizes what's there. He wants to see what's left. Right. He gets up there. The branches are all broke down, off the trees, mm-hmm. nine, ten foot high. So I suppose that he probably went up in the daytime the next day. Yes. Okay. Yes. Well, he was up there in the daytime the day before hunting. Is that when he saw it? When it was yes, daylight? Yes. Oh, okay. Right. So okay, he's looked on the ground. There's all leaves all tore up and everything. Right. He's mm-hmm. looking around. He found some footprints. Now, in one of these books in here, there's some pictures of the footprints. That's how he, he proved it to me. He had these pictures of these broken branches. Okay. He had about a dozen different pictures. you got to remember, they were taken 25 years ago, so I have no size comparison. But when, right. you, when you look through the book, you'll see this rather large footprint with five or six whatever toes on it, kind of all warped, like a typical Bigfoot thing. Mm-hmm. Right? And he said, that was me. He says, I wasn't drinking. He said, they made fun of me. He said, I didn't touch a drink at all. He said, I was up there just hunting. 
Wow. Yeah. Yeah, and the thing that went down to report, and nobody even went up to check. No. They gave him every kind of excuse, like, no, it's private property. It's, this is not private property where he was at. It was the game lands. Right. If anybody's familiar with the Susskind area, this is an area called the Fire Tower. Okay. And a lot of these problems with the Bigfoot circulate around that area. Okay, I know we're getting off the subject of oh, the Susskind Screamer here. Oh, that's, but this all pertains to the same it's thing. All, it's all Susskind. Yeah, Susskin. right. Now, you can go back in the 1970s. I don't know if it was 72 or 74. There was a sighting. It's in the Times Leader. Okay. Of four big feet at one of the lakes up there. There's two lakes, Mountain and Middle Run. Oh, that's right up off Susskind Road, those yes. lakes? Okay. About 10 miles up, right? There's two lakes up there. Mm-hmm. Uh, people seeing these things, because there is a few houses around the lakes. Right. They had two large ones and two little ones, two young, walking with them. Out Very to the lake. interesting, yeah. Right? That, like I said, made it into the Times Leader. That was written up. That and one. that was in the 70s, you said? It was in the early 70s, yeah. Yeah. All this stuff, like, it's, it's so weird that it just concentrates around that area. It it's, seems to be anyway. Well, it's a hot spot. It's, uh, it's hot. I couldn't explain well so why it's there. Some people say it's a porthole, mm-hmm. right, porthole. Other people say, no, there's no such thing, right? Right. But when, when you live there and you hear these stories, right, and you start looking around and you say, wait a minute. You know, I heard this story since I was young. I start looking into it, and there's a little bit to them. Like I said, when you go pick up a newspaper— or somebody that was involved with it directly calls you up and tells you, this, you know, their side of the story. Right. There's a little bit more to it than just somebody rattling off an old story. Yeah. I'm sure some of it was just passed down throughout the years, and then actually we're getting more and more stories, like you said, mm-hmm. more present stories and also the ones that were passed down. Well, the reason they wrote these books in the beginning was I kept hearing these stories, and they change. Mm-hmm. There's any story. Somebody adds a little bit to right. it, and of it course. changes a little bit, right? And I said, that's not the way I remember it. Because anybody that's lived up there used to hear all the old people tell you these stories. Mm -hmm. And they were driven home like, okay, this is what happened. It was here. It was on this piece of land. It was there, right? Right. So I gathered up all the stories I could think of and wrote them down. And me and a buddy were sitting around talking one day, and he says, you ought to publish these. You ought to put these in a book. So I did. And that's where these books came from. As close as I can get to the original stories. Mm Mm-hmm. Versus, like, nowadays, there's different, you know. Right, different, yeah. Like, Bigfoot might come out and have big fangs on it and hit somebody <laughs> or something. No, no, no. He'd never hurt nobody. Now, are they mostly, like, Bigfoot stories or no. are they, like, apparition ghost stories, there's too? apparition ghost stories. There's, uh, let's see here, Lady in White. Okay. It seems like every little town or back road has a Lady in White in it. Right. Right? Lady in White in Susskind, basically, she may be hitchhiking down the road. You stop, you pick her up, she'll get in the car with you. She'll uh-huh. tell you right where she wants to go. You take her down the road. By the time you get to the bottom of the road, there's nobody in the car with you. Wow, that, that's interesting. She's gone, right? Story about her is she was uh, a jilted bride. Okay. Her husband-to-be, or whatever you care to call him, mm-hmm. a bail, bail on her. He ran away before they got married. She was so upset about it, she killed herself. She hung herself up somewhere around the Black Bridge, which I'm going to get to in a second about okay. the Black Bridge, mm-hmm. right? And since then, she's been trying to get back down to the church. But she could only go so far, and she's gone. Oh. So that's just like another story. It right. just keeps adding on, adding on. Now, that, I can't confirm anything there at all. Mm-hmm. Right. It's one of those stories just passed down throughout time. Passed down. Now, there is other stories based on fact. The Black Bridge in Susskind was an old railroad bridge. Okay. okay. It was a one-lane bridge, and in the middle of it was a turn. It was very small, but it turned. 
So if you came up this bridge, you had to flash your lights at night and beep your horn in the night just or the daytime just to get through this. So, let so this know. bridge went over Suskin Road? Went over Suskin okay. Road. And it was very low. It was maybe nine foot high. So larger vehicles couldn't even get through there. Okay. Now, again, back in the 70s, mid-70s, mm-hmm. there was a kidnapping and a murder. This guy threw the body up by the bridge up there. Okay. A lot of people seem to believe this was a young girl. I think she was maybe 14, 15 years old, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people seem to believe it's her haunting the area trying to get home, this lady in white. So there is a little bit of history to that almost story. Like I said, almost every story has something behind it. Right. Right? Same thing. There's another story. There was a, up at the mountain in Middle Lakes. There was a family swimming. Mm-hmm. And this goes way back now, probably the 50s. Okay. Her kid drowned in the lake. Now, at that time, you couldn't very well call the animals up. And you get, like I said, 10 miles up and then another five miles to the nearest hospital. So you're 15 miles away from any type of... You have a little distance out there you are. So she throws the kid in the car, goes flying down the road, makes it all the way down, whips through all the turns. And if you're familiar with Susskind Road, it's a very serpentine road. I wasn't on it in a while, but I was on it in the past, yeah. It's it's very twisting. And if you don't know the road, it's easy to go off the road. Well, Mm -hmm. she made it through all the turns, almost. When she got down in the lower part of Susskind, there's a church that used to be there, a little chapel. Okay. She rolled her car over, hit a pole. One of the streetlights came down right through the window and killed her. Oh, wow. Right? Now, obviously, the kid was already gone. Right. She got killed there. Ever since that time, now, this is weird. This, we did count these. It doesn't happen now because they changed all the streetlights. Mm-hmm. There's 18 streetlights in Susskind okay. at that time. Eleven of them were always out. The kid, wow, interesting. The, the little girl was eleven years old, right? But it didn't matter which eleven it was. It wasn't the same eleven. It was always changing. It was always changing. Eleven lights were always out. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's weird. But there was people that drowned up at the lake up there. There was people that got in accidents and rolled it over right there. Wow, very interesting. Yeah. There's some of these stories, I heard bits and pieces of a few, but a lot of the stories that you're sharing so far, I, I haven't heard of in the past. Mm-hmm. Now, there's, like I said, the book here, it's, there's lots of them in there. They're very short stories, mm-hmm. maybe two pages long or so, each one of them. Right. There's a grave up in Susskind. Now, there's lots of graves in Susskind. Mm-hmm. I just don't know where the, a lot of them are at, and you don't really publish that. Right. You know, back in the 1800s when they put these railroads through, they used to bring in uh, people just to work. You know, just, I guess you call it slave labor. Okay. Right? Uh, some people of color, some people white, some Irish at the time, which weren't considered much use, I guess. Mm-hmm. Right? They used to put them in the mines, put them wherever, and pay them very little. But these people worked on a railroad. And back then, if you got hurt or killed on the railroad, they didn't care. They rolled you off the side of the tracks, dug a hole, put you in it right there. They're unmarked, basically. Unmarked. Right? But there is one that's marked. It's on private property. Mm-hmm. It's by the side of an old railroad bed. Right? And uh, there was a rather large colored man that was killed there. He got pinned between the two trains as they were coming. He got crushed. Now, a lot of people have reported still seeing him wandering the woods up there, right? Right. Trying to get people to tell, to get him home or let his family know what happened to him. Right? So he's still wandering around up there. And nobody ever knew what happened to him. His family just, you know, obviously. Right, nobody contacted them. No. They have no idea where he was at, other than he went to work for the railroad. They didn't know what state, anywhere he was at. And he just, like I said, dig a hole, roll you in it. Yeah, so he might not have been a local. He could have been from anywhere. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. For chances are he wasn't from the area. Right. Right. But to this day, there's somebody that maintains that grave. I don't know who. There's a big cross, a big concrete cross mounted over him. Mm-hmm. The grass is always manicured. Matter of fact, this is in a forest. Oh, it's out in the middle it's of It's out in the middle the of, like I said, private property. Right. right. It's in the woods. There's a clearing out there. There's nice stones painted all around it. There's a big concrete cross. There's flowers back there, and if the flowers aren't growing, there's plastic flowers put there. So somebody, all these years, has been right. taking care of that grave. And to think it's out there in the middle, it isn't like right on the side of the road somewhere. No, you have no. to travel a little no, ways, it you sounds can't, like. You can't drive to this. Right. We used to get back there in little four-wheelers. We'd be back, we'd go back that way. Mm-hmm. Right? And uh, now a lot of people had asked me where this is at, where this one's at. Right? Most of the stuff, you look in the book, I'll have GPS coordinates, different locations. I'll tell you exactly where everything's at. Mm-hmm. That one I won't. Years ago, somebody tried to dig them up. Okay. So we, you know, I decided. Yeah, you don't want time, anyone to vandalize no, the area and no, stuff like that. did not want to let anybody know where this grave is at. Yep, I don't blame you. Yeah, but it's, it's Luskin. It's a very active place. Very interesting place, if that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much that happened up there. Uh, there is... I'm trying to think of how many crosses on the side of the road. That was just 14, between 14 and 20 crosses where people died on that road. You know, like you're driving on 81, you see a little right, cross. Yep. Somebody, well, there used to be a lot of them because people died up there. That place was a body dump, too. There's little crosses up there and say, you know, this is where such and such a person's right. body was found. Right? There's other places that aren't marked. And uh, years ago, there was a young lady that was missing. She was murdered, dumped up in Suskin, and a couple of guys that were out uh, mushroom picking found her. So like I said, Suskin's also a big body dump. That young girl I mentioned. That's that could three, be where some of the stories are coming from. That's three of them off the top of my head that I, you know, right. just bodies were dropped there. Yeah, it just seemed like a location they picked. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's another good one. Now, this, one I was, this is not a story. This is one I was involved in. Mm-hmm. I used to volunteer with Pitson Township Ambulance. Okay. okay. We got a call in one night from PennDOT that one of the trucks reported that a boy ran out of the woods, right? They were up there plowing the snow, came mm-hmm. running out of the woods, screaming for help that his buddy's hurt and they need help back in, you know, back this trail, back this wood, right? Mm-hmm. Again, there's 18 miles of nothing up here. Right. So he's in the middle of nowhere. The guy stopped the truck. They radio down. They get help. We get the rescue, the fire department, the ambulance. Everybody's up there, right? Guy's parked right where he, this kid ran out of the woods, mm-hmm. tells us all about him. Right? We're searching the woods. We can't find a footprint. We can't find nothing of this kid. Right? Right. And he's saying what was odd was the kid was not dressed in modern clothes. Oh, yeah. He was dressed in clothes maybe somebody would have wore 20, 30 years ago. And he didn't. Most of the kids now are trained to come, say if something's wrong, call 911. Most people say, this right. kid, no, I need help. Call help. Call help. So hmm. there was no, there was every indication this kid was like from the past. Right. Here we and that one I was involved on. We went up there in a search for that one. And he was plowing some, supposing there was snow on the ground. A little so bit of you snow and see, ice, yeah. Yeah, you would definitely see a footprint then. Yeah, nothing. But these guys swear. I mean, why would a pin that truck call it in and yeah. stay stopped in the middle of the road waiting for you know us to get there? Wow. Yeah. It's in Susskind. Very it's, interesting stories. It's amazing up there. I mean, there's... I, I could keep rattling off stories. I don't know, you know how much time I have here. Oh, we could share yeah. a few more. We have, we have yeah. time for a few more. Okay. There was another one up there. Again, at the Black Bridge. No, that's a hot spot up there. Now, is the bridge still there? No. No? Okay. The bridge is now gone. It's, 
As a matter of fact, the road's even rerouted around it. You can still go to the location. It's like a truck turnaround now, and people do a lot of garbage dumping there and okay. everything. But the road is straightened out in that area. But there was a girl that was, uh, let me think of how this one worded. She was walking along the side of the road, right? Mm-hmm. A truck come flying up the road. Remember, I said this bridge, you had to slow down, make the turn, right? Well, he was coming down the road. It was foggy. Okay. He had a load of something. It was a little flatbed of truck. He had a load of something on the back. Came around the turn. One of his chains were loose. As he made the turn, the chain swung out and decapitated the lady oh. right at the bridge. That's another one they say this person could possibly be the you know, lady in white and Susskind Screamer. Right. And it all has to do around that bridge area. Around that saying. bridge. Around that bridge. Yeah. Now, I have some friends that get into some paranormal work, mm-hmm. and they do some recordings. They went up there. And uh, funny thing was, everything that they said was repeated back to them, and they have the recordings of this. Now, it wasn't like the recorders were double recording everything. Right. It was somebody repeating, you know. You could tell a different voice. Oh, yeah. If they said, okay, can, uh, is there anybody here? Can you hear us? And this voice will say the exact same thing back to them, right? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that, that's unheard of. It's strange. It was like crystal clear. Yeah, this is something you hear of every day, that's for sure. Oh, it's just like I said, that bridge. Yeah. Now, just off that bridge, we did a, I shouldn't say we did a thing there. We had a psychic come in from New York City. We're doing some investigations around the homes up there. Okay. And uh, she pointed out a home, and she said, this is where everything is active right in this house here. And she said, my house has some activity in it. And, you know, we took her up the road to where this bridge was, mm-hmm. went for a walk back there. And she started telling us all about you know, was cat, were cats killed here? Did something happen here? We never told her that there was a lot of satanic worship back there at one time. Maybe like 100 yards off the road, mm-hmm. right? Behind right. the bridge down there. It was, just, it was strange. And she knew all this. Without you telling her at all? She just... We don't tell. We use psychics. You never, right. you never tell them anything. Right? Now, one of the books has verbatim of what she said. We write everything down and record it. Okay. Of all the things she says. And it's, it's kind of, when you first read it, it's kind of weird because she'll rattle off things that apparently don't seem to make any sense, right? Until you read them back and you know the story. Now, I said there was a, a guy up there, his body was dropped. Right, you were okay. saying that earlier. He said, who's, she said thus, who's Don? I'm thinking, who's Don? Okay. Don's okay. Right? Mm-hmm. Drummer. trying to think of the rest of the words. Is, uh, I don't know, it was Sacrifice or something else, the name of his band, right? Right. We didn't know, we didn't know she was referring to a band, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, fishing, river, pickup truck, the whole bit. She just kept rattling off all these words. Till we find out that the guys, they, drown, or they, they bombed out up in Susskind up there. His name was Donnie. Then it all sort of came full circle. So he was picked up fishing. Somebody got him fishing down in Nanticoke. Took him in his truck, ditched the truck somewhere, took him, killed him. He was a drummer in a band, right? And I, I said, honestly, I can't remember the name of it right now. Mm-hmm. There's a few more details she mentioned in the book. Yeah. Right? I mean, it's just, you know. Yeah, we had a few people come on the show in the past talk about psychics, and they did their work with them. And it's crazy the amount of information that they're correct on all the time. Mm-hmm. It, it is amazing. If you get a good one, mm-hmm. you stay with that one there. Right. Yeah. yeah. We had a couple of ghost investigators in the past that did work with them, and mm-hmm. it, it's just crazy the stories that they shared. Yeah, it's 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 something. It puts a chill up your back when you you know it you does. hear what they say. Yep. 
Yeah, like this one, I'm walking through. We were doing an investigation. She's walking up behind me, right? And uh, she said, who has the plaid shirt and dressed this way and that way? I'm looking. My father had just passed away. I always wore a flat plaid shirt and different things. So she described my father to a T walking behind me, uh-huh. coming up, you know, not too long after he had passed. Right. Right. So I said, oh, that's nice. He's, you know, checking in on us <laughs> yeah. there. And, yeah, watching over you. Yeah. Let's see what else in Susk. Here's another one in Susskind. Again, remember I said Snaky Road? Yep. This local girl was going up there, her, a couple of her friends, I think there was four or five of them in the car. They went for a ride up to Susskind. They turn around, they come back down. Because back then, that was a thing to do. People didn't bother you if you, went, if you grabbed a six-pack or so and went for a ride around. It was called going for a ride around the mountain. Mm-hmm. So people go up there and ride around. Never really speed and then get in much trouble. But this girl was coming down the, back down the road, and she says, big dog. So I see a big dog. Everybody else looking, what dog? Right? She said, dog there, right? She said, dog's, right. After, dog's it's chasing us now. She's trying to speed up, right? Then she starts screaming, it's got me. The dog got her? The dog got her. And they're looking at her like, what's wrong? They don't see a dog. They don't hear a dog. The yeah. door's shut. She's driving. Mm-hmm. Right? They get all the way down to DuPont, pull into her yard. She gets out of the car. Her leg's all cut and bleeding and everything. Wow. Now they're trying to say, oh, maybe she just took her fingernails and she was so nervous she ripped her legs like mm-hmm. that. Right? The next day, her father comes to her and says, what happened to the car? She said, what do you mean what happened to the car? She said, look, the whole side of the driver's door is all ripped apart and scratched. Wow. Now, that was, in the, that was in the 70s also that that happened. It's crazy that all these stories, they, go, they started from long ago to the Native Americans, like you're saying. Mm-hmm. They go right up to present day. Mm-hmm. And they just, you know, like I said, that, that area. Yeah. The psychic said it's a portal up there. It's, you know, it's an active area. And I, I can't explain why. I mean, every town has their little stories, but that place seems to have accumulated a lot of them. Yeah, like I said, I I grew up in Scranton, and I heard a few of the stories, but nothing like you shared here tonight. Go for a ride up there. Take these, go for a ride, and look at the stories. <laughs> I might have to go up with a couple of my friends maybe. Check it out. There's a rifle range up there. Mm-hmm. This rifle range has been there for long as well, long time. Go up there. I'm sitting there one night talking, right? And you hear a train, a steam engine up there, right, at night, right. at night. Mm-hmm. There's a chance you might hear the steam engine coming by, and you can hear the thing chugging, you can hear the whistle, the whole thing. Yet there's no railroad tracks up there. Remember, you're way up in the woods. Right. Right? There's nothing up there that would make a train sound, and I don't think it's going to carry through the woods that far. Sure. It's all leaves, right? It might carry a little bit, but not, not a that great one, distance. That one stumped me for a while. I was talking to somebody that lives up there, mm-hmm. and they said back in the early 1900s, a steam engine used to come up there. And in the summertime, take lumber down off the mountain to Wilkesbury. And in the wintertime, they cut ice in the lakes and took it down. Right? So there was a train that traveled right. through that area. Yep. And they said that they showed me where the railroad bed was. It's all grown in and everything. But there was actually a steam engine train that went through that area that was able to be heard now, like a residual sound. Right. Yeah. Very, just another story to add to the collection. Oh, there's so many. <laughs> like that area right there we're talking about, there was a bridge. It's called the Buzz Bridge. Mm-hmm. If you see those little graded bridges going, bzzz, bzzz, it was yep. a very small one. It was mm-hmm. one of them. A lot of people called it the Buzz Bridge. And there was all these little different stories they told people. You know, if you're driving over, tell the girls, pick up their legs, it'll get pregnant or something like that. Right? Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> There's a story up there that this young couple, they've been married a little bit. They were up looking for a home at Mountain Lake. They found someplace they liked. Mm-hmm. They were coming back down. They're all happy. They get near the bridge. The car stalls. They won't start. 
Okay. Now, again, I said the rifle range was short distance down from them. He hears shots. The husband hears the shots down there. He says, mm-hmm. okay, lock the door, stay in the car. I'm going to go get help. I'm going to walk down the rifle range, get some help down there. You know, get us a ride, get us something out of here, right? Right. He goes down there, talks to the guys. They're coming back up. They hear a terrible scream. They get down to the cars. They're coming up to the car. They look at the bridge. The bridge is covered in blood. It's all red. They get to the car. Windows are smashed. There's blood all over the seat, blood all over the windows. Never found the wife. Just gone, missing? Gone. Wow. Gone. Right? Another one of the stories. Oh, that, that, that's pretty crazy <laughs> there. Like I said, now, same area, within a mile of that. Right. Is the fire tower, which I was telling you about, the Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Also in that area was another story about guy and his girlfriend were back there parking. Now, they had a couple of drinks. They are parking. The guy says, oh, i got to go to the bathroom. He steps outside, right? Now, she's sitting in the car waiting for him to come back, and it's taking a long time for him to come back. And then she hears whoosh, 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 like a branch or something rubbing on the top of the car. Mm-hmm. She gets out and looks. There's a boyfriend hanging from a rope with his feet scraping across the car. Wow. Now, how did he get up there? Yeah. Right? Where did the rope come from? Yeah. Very interesting. Very strange. You said these stories up there, I mean, they keep, you know, they keep coming. Well, I'd like to thank you for coming in and sharing some of these stories today. If someone was interested in getting one of your books, how would they get one? How would they pick it up? Okay. Tell them go on to Facebook, Suskin Screams. Okay. All right. And message me from there, and I'll be sure to get them. I had them in a few stores out there, but they don't longer carry them, so you have to get them directly from me. Okay. Just search Suskin Screams on Facebook? On Facebook, and you'll find me. You'll find the books, you'll find me. Okay. I'd like to thank you again for coming out. No problem. Thank you. Yep. Have a good one. Thank you for listening to The Creepy Side of NEPA. Please subscribe to this podcast. That way you'll always be informed when a new episode is available. Now you could also like us on Facebook. Just search WNEP's Creepy Side of NEPA. That way you'll be informed on all of our new and latest information. And please don't forget, we're always looking for help from you, the listener. If you have a creepy, scary story that happened in northeastern or central Pennsylvania, please let us know. Email us at ghost at WNAP.com, and maybe you'll be included in our next episode. Till next time, enjoy the creepy side of NEPA. This has been the creepy side of NEPA. If you have a spooky story that took place in the northeastern or central PA, send it to ghost at WNAP.com. For a chance to share it on an upcoming episode, we are dying to hear from you. <laughs>